hello, funky listeners. We're, uh... Hello. Hi. Uh, we're coming to you today from the, uh, alcohol section of a local grocery store. <laughs> Yay, this is Funk Radio. Yeah, actually, on that note, um, I was thinking, actually, just a few minutes ago, I kind of forget that a lot of states don't let you buy liquor from the grocery store. Yeah, that's I didn't even know that because both states that I've lived in, uh, Illinois and California, you can buy it from a grocery store. But yeah, I guess a lot of places like down in the south you can't. Because uh, yeah, when I was uh, when I visited you in Oregon, it was it was like a beer drinker's like paradise. It was way better than even California. Like I remember we went to um, what's that? Uh, What's that kind of all-purpose store that's kind of like Walmart? Oh, Fred Meyer. Yeah. I remember we went there, and there was just literally like two entire aisles of just beer. Like, not even any other alcohol, just beer. Yeah, their selection's pretty good. (laughs) And I was just like, oh my god, I've died and gone to beer heaven. Um, So yeah, listeners, if you haven't figured it out by my ramblings, uh, today we're going to be talking about alcohol, and specifically... Um, musicians that have their own uh, lines of different versions of alcohol, whether that be mm-hmm. beer, whiskey, rum, what have you. Um, it seems like it's definitely a thing that a lot of celebrities get into, not just musicians, obviously. Um, everyone from, like, you know, actors to entrepreneurs to musicians to, I don't know, other randomly famous people. Mm-hmm. Um, they all seem to have their own line of alcohol. And it's it's a pretty easy business to get into because you basically just license your your name and likeness and personality, I guess, to a brand. They right. slap it on their label. You get a cut of sales, and you don't really have to do a whole lot of work. I mean, you well, can it's be, good publicity for that, you know, um, yeah. winery or brewery too, because you know someone might pick up a bottle that has someone's face on it, whereas they wouldn't even know that place existed before that. I, I will admit I am personally a sucker to that style of branding because <laughs> I own a bottle of the special Nick Offerman whiskey. Uh, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. For those of you that don't know, uh, Nick Offerman's, he plays Ron Swanson on that show Parks and Rec. Super funny. And in the show, his character, basically because he's super manly, basically just drinks whiskey. And specifically this brand of scotch called Lagavulin. Uh, which is like a, some small island off Scotland. And so he partnered with that actual brand to come out with like a Nick Offerman <laughs> version of the whiskey. And so That's really I, cool. I got it like a year ago for Christmas. And if you're a fan of scotch, it's really, really good. Uh, it's I forgot how smoky uh, mm-hmm. like good scotch can be because if you're not used to the taste it basically tastes like you're drinking an ashtray <laughs> oh, but um no it's good i liked it uh it's not something i could drink very heavily because it is so strong so has such a strong taste but mm-hmm. um yes i am a sucker to, for celebrity alcohols apparently <laughs> obviously a lot of musicians also you know partner with these different distilleries uh to come out with their own you know, brands of, of liquor. Uh, so I, I just made, we just made a list of some that we thought were fun. Obviously we're not covering everyone. Uh, 
there's a ton of like metal bands and country singers that have alcohol, mm. but that's kind of a little bit out of the of, out of our scope being a funk podcast. So I just kind of stuck to, you know, mm. R&B rappers, all that stuff. Gotcha. Um, so the first one I picked is uh, the artist Flowrider. Uh, I don't know if Flo that's Rida, a name I haven't heard in a long time. I was just gonna say I don't know if Flowrider is still really super popular anymore. He was super big. When we were in, it's gonna uh, say around like 2010 or so. Yeah, ish. I think we actually did an episode that talked a little bit about him. Um, I'm gonna fact check myself really quick on getyourfolk.com. Yeah, the song I remember from him is is the one called "Good Feeling." Yeah, so a couple of years ago, actually, wow, that was a long time ago. That was 2016. We did an episode. Remember when we did all those episodes that were like, "Did they steal it?" And we kind of talked about a certain melody appeared uh, in like different oh, songs. Oh yeah. And, um, and that specific one, if I remember correctly, um, I don't remember who did it for, cause there was also the pretty light song that sampled yeah, that same. That's right. I think it was an Etta James song. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but they both sampled it and it was kind of like one became super popular and another one was more obscure, but then it was like, did Flo Rida steal it from him or the other? I don't remember exactly. Yeah. I, but, I, re- I, re- yeah. that's all coming back to me now. Um, yeah. the alcohol made the memories go away. <laughs> Um, we should have named this episode Six Liquors to Forget Funk Radio 2. <laughs> Who says we can't? Mm. Um, I guess because Florida's kind of fallen from relevancy a little bit, uh, I guess in early 2020, he became a partner with the vodka producer Victor George Spirits. Um, mm. So yeah, Florida teamed up with um, this... Uh, this distillery owned by Victor G. Harvey, uh, and they built a thirteen hundred or thirteen thousand, excuse me, square foot distillery um, on Sistrunk Boulevard in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, mm. It says this uh, now. This this uh, article that I got this from is talking about it in twenty twenty. So it says it's supposed to open in early twenty twenty one. Presumably, it's open by uh. now. I don't know if stuff got delayed because of you know. The virus. The <laughs> um, it's uh, I I didn't I had no idea it was that recent. I thought it was gonna be you know like ten years ago. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting that he's kind of doing it now. But like I said, a lot of artists do this at, because it's an easy kind of uh, tertiary or whatever uh, secondary source of revenue for them. Mm. So, um. Oh, you know what I just realized? Yes. Sorry, I'm, I feel like I'm doing a tangent like every 30 seconds. No, no. I forgot that this is, I guess this is sort of a companion episode to that one we did a while back about um, musicians who did, um, oh yeah, with interesting investments. Oh yeah, because. Which uh, was about a year ago. We it was a, blows my mind. Wow, really? I was going to yeah. say, um, yeah, because you're right. We did talk about musicians that like had like, you know, food partnerships or like amusement parks and that kind of led into that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess this is kind of an extension of that as opposed to ones that, you know, um, have partnerships with like food uh, establishments or restaurants or whatever. This is more partnerships with alcohol. I mean, I a lot of musicians do this kind of thing because, you know, it's musicians, especially once you have those millions of dollars, they're always yeah. kind of incentivized to diversify their incomes. So it's like, hey, if you become unpopular, you yeah. can still get income from this thing. Well, and I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I guess we'll learn about it through this episode. But like, I, it seems like in some of these cases, they actually have like 
an investment in that company versus, or in some, it might just be, Hey, we want your likeness and put your face on the bottle. Yeah. Some it's kind of like how involved do you want to be with the partnership? Some exactly. They just license their face. Others, they're basically an initial investor. And then, you know, if the company is successful, then they get a portion of the profits. Uh, it seems like Flow Riding is an example of that. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I mean, I don't know what the fuck he looks like, so I wouldn't really know. If his face was on the bottle, I had no idea that was him. Exactly. Um, and I don't know if they're putting his face on the bottle, but it sounds like he was more of like on the back end of helping this thing start up or at least expand. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so yeah, uh, Florida partnered with this distillery. He helps them sell a line of vodka. So I guess you can drink vodka and, uh, feel good. Let's play a clip of this vodka. (laughs) How are we going to do that? I mean, are there commercials for this stuff? Probably not. I don't know. Uh, there might be, I I guess I can see if I can find any. There might be for some of them, but I mean, if not, we could just splice in, you know, uh, a hit song of theirs just so people are like, hey, this is Flow Rider. Right. Okay. We'll do that. Funk Radio. We edit on the fly. Funk Radio. We decide what we're doing while we're recording the episode. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, I, I, speaking of musicians with alcohol, um, we have the, uh, I guess they were a boy band, uh, Hanson, I mean, in the 90s anyway. Mm-hmm. Now they're a man band. <laughs> um, they, I, I laughed when I saw this in list. Um, they had their own branded beer called Mhops. Kind of a play on their hit song, Mbop. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess in 2013, they de- they debuted this Mhops Pale Ale with a um, a brewer in Oklahoma called Mustang Brewing. And apparently this was revealed, or I guess debuted at an after party for The Hangover Part 3, um, which was also around the same time as the band's 21st anniversary kind of a weird combination of things but so i guess i don't know whether mustang brewing still uh sells this uh i'm looking at their website uh it's hansonbrothersbeer.com and it looks like you can order from their site uh, oh so hang on, hang on so hansen brothers is its, is its own brewery so did they like split off that's that's my guess because it says that uh, it says we're a small beer business based in Tulsa, Oklahoma, founded by three three brothers and friends who are passionate about craft beer. Our first love is music, and with over twenty years as musicians and op- entrepreneurs in the bands Hanson, we are integrating a bit of that craft into each beer sold by giving a free song with every bottle. Ooh, well, it's cool that they're expanding. It looks like they have six different flavors. So they have Mhops, they have Inland Porter, Redland Amber Ale. Tulsa Tea, Festive Ale, and Pink Moonlight. Ooh. I, so. I don't know if you'd be able to find this in any stores, but I would actually be willing to track this down and try this at some point. Yeah, and I wonder if it's only one of those things where like you have to be around Tulsa to find it. 
Yeah, if it's like a local brewery, exactly. I mean, you could always probably, I'm sure there's places where you could order it online. People so excited to see these three young men. Can you believe Mbop is 16 years old? Hanson, the brothers, celebrating 21 years in business. And they also, by the way, have Mhops, a line of beer. Yeah, a line so, of beer coming out. People can go check it out at Mhops.com. Right. I, know, I love yeah. some of the proceeds go to charity, which we Absolutely. think is well, terrific. All of the, us, we're from Oklahoma, so everything that's gone on in Oklahoma with the tornadoes, we were just looking for something we could do to generate yep. income. And so if you go to Mhops.com, you can buy any, all the merchandise goes to support that effort. Mhops. So. Mm, good idea. Yeah, maybe I wonder if they discontinued it because I'm not really saying anywhere you can order it. Right. Huh. So okay. That makes me sad. Maybe we'll have to do a road trip to Oklahoma and like <laughs> solve the mystery of uh, Hanson beer. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of Hanson, didn't didn't they come to Chapman? Oh yeah, I think we've probably in the long past we've recounted this story, but yeah, I forgot that we uh, Hanson was on somebody else's college radio show in the same studio that we did our radio show for two years. Mm -hmm. um, and we, I think we were just walking through that area and I was like, Oh, there's Hanson like doing an interview in there. So we literally sat in the same chairs as Hanson. They use the same shitty broken mics <laughs> that we did. <laughs> Those mics were so bad. And the headphones were like the cups were falling off. That, yeah. They were like all shredded and stuff. Yeah. So Kyle, I, I think that was a genuine fun experience for us, would you say? Oh, very good. Uh, yes, and that segues into our next uh, artist, Genuine. <laughs> uh, so for those of you who don't know, Genuine is a 90s R&B sort of singer. Uh, he's most famous for his song Pony. Um, funnily enough, he there's a... There's like a recurring the uh, I don't know sketch or skit in Parks and Rec where one of the characters is re distantly related to Genuine, and they bring it up all the time. So, who was that? I don't remember that. Was it Donna? Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if you watch Parks and Rec. Yeah, it was Donna's character. Like her cousin was Genuine, and that sounds vaguely familiar. Uh, and Disease Ansari's character was like at her house, and like he noticed a bunch of pictures of her with him, and he was like gushing over. Her. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, she's like, he's like, you know, genuine. He's like, she's like, he's my cousin. <laughs> and I think he actually, really I think he actually appeared in, in like an episode where she got married. Oh, funny. So I have to watch that show again. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's for me, the parks and rec is like my office. Like I know everyone loves to like just randomly binge the office. I, mm. I'll binge that show like every couple of years or so. That's funny. Uh, so yeah, genuine, uh, he is the spokesperson for a, an, a drink called Adult chocolate milk, uh, which is essentially chocolate milk spiked with vodka. Uh, hmm. And it's marketed with the slogan, quote, retaste your youth at 40 proof. <laughs> <laughs> cool. it's, I've seen I've seen this stuff like in like this liquor section of grocery stores ever since I could remember. And I was always just like, I want to try it, but I'm really afraid it'll be gross. Right. Because like. I mean, even as a 31-year-old, I will not refuse a glass of chocolate milk because uh, I'm actually five. Mm. But um, yeah, as our listeners know, I don't, I don't know how that would taste because like White Russians are made with vodka and milk, so the, the mixture itself isn't unusual. It's just I don't know how chocolate would go with that. Right. Uh so the funny thing is. 
that Genuine wasn't actually even the first celebrity that was a spokesperson for this ch- milk. Uh, Patty LaBelle at, actually was a spokesperson for it for a while, which is pretty funny. Uh, and then mm. P. Diddy uh, himself was also a spokesperson. He, ha- he actually has his own, uh, I think it's a gin called Chirac that's actually mm. pretty famous. Oh, it's a type of vodka. Okay. Okay. Everyone has vodka. Maybe vodka's like the easiest one to make. I don't know. If on the range of alcohol, I feel like vodka's typically one you can charge a lot for and is can can be seen as uh like high end. Yeah. And plus product. flavored vodkas are very popular and I mean cuz mm. just plain vodka really doesn't taste like much except pain. Um, right. So, yeah, a lot of these artists, I'm sure they'll have, like, different flavored vodkas, like, you know, blueberry or, you know, whatever, different fruits and shit. Fruits and shit. Fruits and shit. So, so yeah, other artists have uh, uh, partnered with Adult Chocolate Milk, but Genuine, I guess, is their current uh, spokesperson. So, Adult Chocolate Milk is, oh, is the brand? Yeah, it's literally and called Adult oh, okay. Chocolate Milk, yeah. Interesting. So, I guess back in 2011 uh when he started partnering with them he said these days especially their their i guess their pitch was quote these days especially with the state of the economy people want to go back to a time when they felt good and comforted which for many is their childhood so Mm. he partnered with them a little bit after the crash and so i guess they were kind of you know trying to tap into that nostalgia of youth of you know drinking chocolate milk but that's the thing like there's plenty of drinks that I had as a kid that I crave, you know, chocolate milk, Sunny Delight. That doesn't mean as an adult I want to add alcohol to those things. I was just about to say, basically, like, if I want chocolate milk, I'm just going to drink chocolate milk. I don't want to, like, get fucked up on it. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, I mean, you know, milk in general is kind of heavy. So just imagine, right. like, trying to get drunk on, like, an alcoholic chocolate milk. You're just, like, drinking way too much milk. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Uh, I I am curious what it tastes like though. Yeah, yeah. At some point, I might, I might give in and buy some if I can find like a small enough bottle of it because I don't want to waste a mm. waste a bunch on it. But yeah, <laughs> uh, it's definitely uh, it's definitely interesting. That's my new drink. Well, well, not my new drink, but I'm the face of it, so I guess it is my new drink. But I'm, I'm the face of adult chocolate milk, and it's really um. Uh, a great, great uh, drink. It tastes just like chocolate milk. It tastes just like chocolate milk, but of course it's a, it's, 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 it's spiked a little bit. But um, if it's in your uh, city, man, just, just taste it. Check it out. It's, and and we're getting, um, we're getting a lot of cities, man. We just started out. Uh, I think she started out maybe a year and a half ago, and and we're blowing up fast. So um, hopefully, you know, we can renegotiate. And um, and I, I get into the business, I get into the company a little more than I am. But right now, adult chocolate milk. That's Do you my plan on doing cross? You plan on doing cross promotion with that and, and your new record? I would like to. Yeah. Well, actually, we're doing a video tomorrow. I think using uh, drink of choice, but we're using adult chocolate milk. Speaking of artists from the '90s, uh, what do we have next, Peter? We have Snoop Dogg. So Snoop Dogg actually um, partnered with two different companies. Um, one was Indigo Gin, and he, I guess they developed a product with his likeness called Indago Gin, quote unquote, a laid back California style 
gin uh, made with seven botanicals, including orange, coriander, cassia, and infused with a strawberry flavor. It has been distilled five times and is made with no added sugar. Because, I mean, listeners, imagine if you wanted gin with Snoop Dogg on it, but then it had sugar. What would you do? I was going to say Snoop Dogg weighs like a buck fifty, so I could, I could see him not wanting to have added sugars in his, his, his alcoholic beverages. What's cracking like and it's your boy Big Snoop D-O-double-G and I'm introducing y'all to my brand new gin. That's that indigo gin. It's gluten-free, no sugar, and it's super smooth like the D-O-double-G. Go get you some indigo. Now go. Let's make indigo number one this year, next year, and the year after. Matter of fact, let's make history. And indigo we trust, D-O-double-G, we are out of here. Peace. So uh, he so the second one that he made is a partnership with 19 Crimes Wine, and I think this one is I don't know when did you figure out when the gin was a thing or is that still going? It's uh, it's still an ongoing partnership. Uh, I don't okay. know when he started the partnership. Oh, uh, it was actually pretty recently. It says Indigo. Snoop Dogg launches Indigo Gin in the U.S. Uh, this is from about September 2020. Uh, oh, okay. It's, That's really recent then. So. Uh, so, theoretically, you could go to the store and buy two Snoop Dogg products. Which I'm definitely in favor of. <laughs> um, so, the other one he did, which also is fairly recent to my knowledge, um, was, uh, like I said, it was a wine. I don't know if it has... Oh, no, that's right. It's called Cali Red, I think. And uh, apparently he partnered with his friend Keenan Towns, co-founder of Trusted Spirits, who basically was a drink supplier that developed celebrity wines. Um, I've also seen on their website that they have a Martha Stewart one. Yeah, for whatever reason, him and Martha Stewart are like prison buddies or something. I don't know. They they even did like a cooking show together and stuff, and they're they're like weird celebrity friends. Yeah, so I guess I didn't fully until you said that i didn't fully put together that like the two of them are often found together in various places sponsorships yeah yeah, yeah. it seems like an unlikely pairing but yeah definitely that's funny so the special thing about the 19 crimes brand wine called cali red it does have his face on it and this is actually the one that inspired this episode because i was walking through the wine aisle within the last couple of weeks. And I saw like at, at eye height, it was like, Oh, there's Snoop Dogg's face on this. <laughs> Which inspired us to kind of look into this whole topic. But actually like an hour ago, I went and bought a bottle of it finally to try live on air. Um, what I might do though, is hold off and like maybe get the bottle open while you're reading about the next one. Okay. And then I, we can circle back around to that and I'll give you listeners a, uh, a real-time review of the wine. People always try to label you, define who you are, but I was never one to conform with other people's opinions, not when it comes to me or my life. I live infamously. I don't care what other people think. My success, that's me. My legacy, that's defined by me. And you better know by now, I'll never let anyone get in my way. That's the taste of redemption. 19 crimes cali red wine so yeah that was uh that was snoop dogg who 
has not one but two different celebrity branded alcohols. The reason I thought the gin one was especially funny and very Snoop Dogg is because he has a very famous song called Gin and Juice. Oh, yeah. Uh, talking about mixing gin and, I think, orange juice. Uh, mm. So I'm like, how does he not, how can he not have his own gin? Right. Um, well, maybe, maybe, maybe in the near future, we'll see him come, come out with his own juice. That would be amazing. Like, little juice box was like Snoop Dogg's face on it. Yeah. 100% juice for 100% gangsters. <laughs> Terrible. Speaking of gangsters. Uh, yeah, speaking of uh, rappers, uh, the next one is another rapper um, who was very famous in the mid, early to mid-2000s, and that's Little John. Remember when he was just, like, everywhere, and you couldn't... Yeah, I, you. I was gonna say, you couldn't walk five feet without someone doing that. Uh, I think I think a big part of that was the was the Chappelle skit of him. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. I uh, yeah, I still go back and watch that every so often. It always makes me laugh. <laughs> oh yeah, I gotta I gotta go back and watch that too. I haven't seen it in a while, but I feel like at that time, like whatever Chappelle did, just became like what everyone referenced for like right. months. So yeah, Little John is a rapper. Says Lil John was instrumental in the emergence of the hip hop subgenre crunk, which we'll get into in a sec. Um, uh, oh yeah, he's from he's from Atlanta, so that makes sense. So yeah, he's like, oh, okay. he's, he's like southern uh, th- southern style rapper. We should do an episode on crunk rap. I would be okay with that. It's a very interesting genre. Like very like it wasn't very long lived, but like how it all came about is really kind of fascinating. Um, so Little John having been a pioneer of the crunk rap subgenre, decided to come out with his own thing called crunk juice. Uh, (laughs) According to Urban Dictionary, the original term of crunk juice is basically a mixture of alcoholic drinks, usually leftovers, combined into one. So it's basically Mm. just any any mix of alcohol that can get you really drunk really fast. Because as as I found out, that, and I'm stupid that I never knew this. Crunk is a portmanteau of crazy drunk. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Uh, often referenced in his raps, the original version of Crunk Juice for him was a mixture of Red Bull and Hennessy, which uh, sounds like a horrible combination. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but basically, because he, you know, couldn't just combine Red Bull and Hennessy and call it his own drink, because Red Bull would sue him and probably Hennessy. Uh, yeah. He decided to come out with like an alcoholic mixer, which basically is like, you know, it's sort of a fruit cocktail that you can mix with any alcohols you so choose to make them taste fruity or whatever you want it to taste like. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not this particular one isn't actually an alcoholic drink. It's more like a an energy drink that you can mix with alcohol. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, that still counts yeah. in my book. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, it says, after having invented crunk juice while touring on the road, Little John realized he could turn it into a business. He said, quote, damn, if we made our own energy drink, everyone would buy it. Because everyone thinks they could get crunk like me, they would buy they would buy our own energy drink. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, some, that's some good marketing. So right. the drink that he ended up coming out with is a pomegranate-flavored energy drink that he released back in 2004... And it actually coincided with his fifth album, also called Crunk Juice. Oh, well, that's uh, that's good timing. It's on the nose. Um, 
So although the beverage is basically, like I said, an energy drink, um, and it, it's weird because despite having come out with this drink and having an album also called Crunk Juice, he doesn't really specifically advertise the drink that much in the album. Okay. Uh, which I guess is good. You don't want to be like, hey, kids, go out and buy my Crunk Juice. Right. <laughs> he does have a line uh, in one of his songs uh, on the album called De Blow where he says, quote, one bottle of that moo, gal a gallon of that henny, mix it with that crunk juice, and we'll have a N-word spinning. <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> I think that's that's the clip we're gonna have to play. Yeah, we're song. gonna exactly we're gonna have to. So, uh, yeah, let's play that clip for the listeners so they can hear it much better than I could ever uh, portray it. To further promote his crunk juice, uh, in a lot of the music videos that came out for uh, the singles on this album, he would often have a diamond-encrusted chalice labeled crunk juice <laughs> that he would use in the videos and for photo ops. That sounds about right. So, very on brand. Uh, so, so yeah, that's Little John's Crunk Juice. Now, what I gotta ask Peter is, would you mix uh, Little John's Crunk Juice with Snoop Dogg's uh, 19 Crimes Wine, or would that cause a East Coast, West Coast rivalry? <laughs> In my stomach. Um. <laughs> the last artist we have on our list um, is... I guess I shouldn't be that surprised, is uh, Justin Timberlake. Um, so he uh, he also has his own alcohol. He actually has a tequila brand, which I don't think any of the, of the other artists here have tequila. Mm. That's called uh, Saza 901. Timberlake was actually kind of an early entrant into the uh, alcohol scene. Who He first launched his uh, tequila in 2009, with uh, business partner Kevin Reuter. The company Beam uh, ended up buying a large stake in the company in 2014, which they then renamed the brand to Saza 901. Gotcha. So, yeah, he partnered with them in 2009. They got bought out in 2014, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the tequila itself is made with a blue Weber agave aged for seven years, and it undergoes column distillation followed by two pot distillations. I don't know what any of that means. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll have to do an episode going to tour a tequila factory. Yeah, I was going to say, personally, I'm not a huge fan of tequila. It's all right, but it's not my favorite. Um, it doesn't get so, you crunk enough? No. Uh, I did find a little blurb uh, from a sort of alcohol blog called Packaging Digest, and they said, quote, Named for the time when the night gets interesting, and a nod to Justin Timberlake's hometown area code in Memphis, Tennessee, Saza 901 Tequila embodies the fun energy of the award-winning entertainer. Saza 901 offers a super smooth, triple distilled, 100% agave tequila, perfect for nighttime and celebratory occasions. Saza 901 can be served straight up or on the rocks. That sounds more like an ad read than an actual review, but okay. Right. 
So, so yeah, it's uh, the 901 comes from, I guess, the area code uh, in Memphis where he's from. I always forget that he's from uh, the South. He doesn't seem like a Southern boy. I didn't even know that's where he was from. So, yeah, Justin Timberlake's tequila. Uh, give it a try. It'd be funny if, like, every artist from NSYNC has their own alcohol, and if you mix them all together, it makes an NSYNC. <laughs> it's like the... Uh... What's the the cartoon where they all like form together to form Voltron? Voltron, yeah, it's like that. It's it's the Voltron of alcoholic drinks, guaranteed yeah. to kill you. <laughs> Hello, I'm Justin Timberlake, and as founder of Salsa 901 Tequila, I'd like to address recent reports that Salsa 901 has essentially made limes obsolete. Tequila and limes have always had a very symbiotic relationship. Our intent was never to ruin that relationship, but simply to make a super smooth premium tequila that everyone would love and enjoy. I'll drop the duh, just Salsa 901, it's cleaner. It's become clear that most of our customers have chosen to drink Salsa 901 without the need of a lime as a chaser. Hey, that's their choice as the consumer. We acknowledge that there have been many articles written and a documentary currently in production on the struggle of limes post Salsa 901. We are in no way involved with the producers of this film. That can be seen at salsa901.com. I myself have used and will continue to use limes for many culinary reasons, including soft tacos and or guacamole, as well as for everyday use. We wish nothing but the best for limes and hope they continue to thrive as one of the most successful citrus fruits of all time. Who does a documentary about limes? Who f***ing cares? So yeah, uh, that was uh, Justin Timberlake's tequila, uh, and apparently an ad read for me. Um, <laughs> so, of these six alcohols, which one would you be most interested in to drink, Peter? Well, seeing that I only bought one. <laughs> I was going to say, if we went and bought every one on this album, we'd probably sp- be spending at least a couple hundred dollars. I mean, if, if there was like a flight of like a shot of each of these i would definitely try them all i was gonna say if if we were if we were bigger than we are and we had like a youtube channel i would totally be down to like go and buy them all and like try them on air or like yeah uh i'm sure someone's probably done that or something similar but uh i would be probably most interested in trying the imhops beer by hansen yeah uh i would definitely try that i would try the chocolate milk I would try um, it, I would, but like I would try the crunk juice. The crunk juice, I mean, you got to mix it with something else. It sounds like so you need to get some. Yeah. You need to get some Hennessy, I guess. Yeah. Uh, like I said, not a big fan of tequila. I don't. I mean, I, I would definitely try the. I would definitely try Snoop Dogg's gin if I if I see it and it's a good price, I might snag it because it's mm. funny. But yeah, the adult chocolate milk, like I said, I've seen that forever, probably since I was a kid, and it's just always kind of weirded me out. Like, does this taste good or? What is it? Right. It's like Yoohoo or something, which I never really right. cared cared for either, actually. Speaking of which, uh, what was your favorite chocolate milk as a kid, like brand? Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite brand on the top of my head. Uh, I, I tried the Nestle, the powder one. I never liked that. I never really liked Yoohoo. Um, usually I would just mix Hershey syrup with milk, and so I, I don't know if that's a brand, but... Yeah, I definitely remember doing that as a kid many times. Like, whenever I would make the Hershey's chocolate milk, I would do, like, two-thirds milk, one-third syrup. 
Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got diabetes. Um, so I on Facebook I just sent you Kyle a picture of I so I I uncorked the bottle of this <laughs> and apparently his face is also on the cork, which I didn't realize until after I pulled it out, and it's kind of amazing. Oh my gosh, you need to save that. That is amazing. <laughs> um let me pour a little bit of this into a glass because I feel weird drinking it out of the bottle, even though he would probably be proud. I was gonna say you need a you need a proper chalice. Full disclosure for the listeners, um I don't really know much, if anything, about wine. I know it comes in red and white. I know I like them both, um, but beyond that, I don't. I don't really know anything. So, if you're expecting like a like a sommelier review of this, then <laughs> go elsewhere. <laughs> Channel your best sommelier. All right. I, yeah, I don't remember if we said. Oh yeah, I mean we said it's Cali red, so that kind of implies that it's red. Mm-hmm. Um. This says it was it, the year on it is 2020, so you know it's not vintage it's not, by any means. Not aged, <laughs> right? Um, I should say the price before I forget. It was like eleven dollars. Oh, that's not bad. So, so as far as wine goes, I mean that's pretty cheap. Yeah, I mean that's pretty good. Um, I honestly, yeah, I mean t- it tastes like wine. <laughs> you, you know the the type of people who would have would be able to describe the flavor and all that probably mm-hmm. wouldn't buy an $11 wine anyway. Touche. Um, or they, or they wouldn't buy it just for Snoop Dogg's face. Yeah, it's good. I, I will definitely drink the rest of it. It's a, according to target, uh, com. It says that it's a bold red wine blended with dark fruit flavors and vanilla notes. Do you taste the vanilla notes? No, <laughs> let me have a little <laughs> bit more and I'll try. I, I did not capture that at all. The uh, reviews on Target's website include, quote, This wine is really good. I can tell you this. After a long day, this is the right wine to drink. <laughs> Someone said it was too sweet. I like my wine sweet, though. I same actually will he- say that. Same here. Because like- uh, a lot of red wine, especially, tends to be very... I, mean, I don't even know what the terminology is, but it feels like maybe dry, maybe. Um, yeah. But this is actually for a red. This is actually pretty sweet. I don't. I tried a little bit more. I don't taste the vanilla, but I mean, I believe it's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's a whole thing on the back of the bottle. I should read it for the listeners. Uh, it says, 19 Crimes tells the true story of rule breakers who beat the odds, overcome adversity, and went on to become folk heroes in their society. This spirit lives on today through innovators uh, and culture creators like Callie's own Snoop Dogg. A leader in contemporary pop culture, Snoop embodies... The timeless values of the 19 crimes rogues who became or who came before him. Oh, yeah. And I guess they're based out of Sonoma, California. Oh, I didn't say that. That makes sense. That is wine country. Yeah, mm-hmm. I might have to give that. I'm not a huge wine person. Whenever I drink red wine, it makes me think of church. Uh, <laughs> so it kind of uh, drinking the blood of Jesus kind of ruined wine for me. That's the original uh, celebrity wine. <laughs> you're not wrong oh god that's funny sponsored by jesus so i guess yeah listeners if you can think of any other celebrity alcohols or musician alcohol specifically that you've tried and you've enjoyed uh mm-hmm. you can let us know on our facebook page at facebook.com slash get your funk we also have our own website get your 
Uh, all of our episodes are there. You can listen to all of them. We have a search engine where you can find past episodes like we have uh, on this episode, actually. Yeah, including um, the ones that we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. I think we're on Apple. We're, yeah, we're on iTunes. Wherever you're listening to this, just keep listening. Right. <laughs> uh, and yeah, this has been your alcoholic host, Kyle. And this has been your crunk host, Peter. Bye, we love you. <laughs> <laughs>